hour number three of the Bill Michaels Show, and uh, we are glad to have you on board. Our friends at Pindell, P-I-N-D-E-L, bring you this segment of the program. And Pindell, by the way, a quality machining and manufacturing company right here in the state of Wisconsin. If you're looking to work with a company like that, give them a call or get a hold of them. P-I-N-D-E-L, Pindell.com, Pindell.com. They are also taking on employees that want not just a job but a career. And uh, they'll train you, whether it's in robotics or the old-style machining, whatever it happens to be, they do both, and they do both uh, very well. They actually excelled during the uh, pandemic, so it's a growing company. Go to Pindell, P-I-N-D-E-L.com, Pindell.com. Joining us now on the hotline, our buddy Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus. And, uh, Mike, first of all, how you doing, man? No, not yet. No Mike yet. We're going to get Mike on. Mike will be joining us here momentarily. We'll talk with him a little bit about uh, the upcoming draft as well and what kind of quality there is in it if you're the Green Bay Packers and uh, how high you want to be to get some quality. So we'll talk about that coming up here shortly. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. By the way, um, uh, Paul writes, uh, I want to talk about Goody a little bit more. Goody didn't answer some of the more pertinent questions. He's going to get into that. We do have Mike now. Let's get to to our buddy Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus joining us on the hotline. Mike, how are you doing? Going well. Thanks for having me on. Sorry about that. So, I, difficulties. I, no, that's okay. It happens. I wanted to ask you because uh, the Packers, as of right now, they're still mathematically alive, and I think everybody's kind of hoping that they actually find their way into the postseason to make an, ex- an exciting finish to the season. However, in the draft, uh, I, I think there's a lot of areas of, of need for this team. You're going to be needing uh, more beef up front, both offensively and defensively, maybe another wide out, uh, maybe – uh, another tight end that can possibly help you. How? What's the deepest area of talent coming into this draft this year? That's a great question. I would say just relative year on year, the deepest position is running back. And I know that's not really a position Packers fans want to hear get addressed early on uh, with how much they've invested into that position here. But that's probably the deepest in my eyes. I think after that, it's a great quarterback class as well. Um, and then after those two positions, I'd also say, you know, defensive end, pass rusher. It's a very deep class in that regard. So if it's a deep quarterback class, can you see a team calling Green Bay to say, hey, we'd like to make a trade for Jordan Love, a guy that's been in the league now four years and studied behind Aaron Rodgers, versus a young guy that maybe has not, you know, learned anything in the NFL, obviously, coming into the draft. Does that send his draft stock up and or down? Well, I think he's had to play first, right? You know, nine right. pass attempts against the Eagles looked great on them. It was the best he's looked in a Packers uniform, in my opinion. But no team's going to see those nine attempts and be like, hey, we'll, uh, we'll give you a first rounder for Jordan Love at this point. No, I think he has to play a little more. So if you are really out of it, they'd be stupid not to play Jordan Love, just to know what they have. And also, to if that is part of their plans, if they are going to stick to Aaron Rodgers through the end of Love's rookie deal, well, then get what you can from them because uh, obviously you're going to have to make that fifth-year decision here this offseason. So uh, I could see, you know, if, if we see those nine pass attempts, that that's what it looks like the rest of the year and the Packers really don't want to trade Aaron Rodgers, I could see someone giving up a first-rounder for him, maybe not a top 10, top 15 pick, but obviously back out of the first round with some of the teams that could be needy there, someone like the Giants, I could see making a play for him. 
Uh, let's talk about, uh, you know, obviously, the running backs. Uh, you know, Packers are going to have some decisions to make. Aaron Jones, do they extend him out? Do they, you know, say, okay, we're going to try to cut bait? Uh, I would I would hate to see that happen, but give me your thoughts on the running backs coming in. Yeah, I, I love this running back class. Uh, I love Aaron Jones, though, too. You know, it's like a bird in the hand versus two of the Bush Shore situation. You know he's one of the elite running backs in the NFL. You know he's perfect for – uh, Lafleur scheme there, but it is deep. You know, we already have six guys in the top hundred here on the draft board for PFF, and and at PFF we do not really rate running backs highly. We obviously push them down the draft board because of positional value. So that's about the most you'll ever see. And even after those six, there's probably about six more that are fringe top hundred guys. I, I could see this year's class have somewhere in the neighborhood of eight to ten go before the end of the third round. So Packers could be one of those teams. I, I don't expect it's going to be one of their first second round picks. But I could definitely see them get involved in this running back class just because there's so many versatile guys, so many talented runners. Now let's talk about the emergence of Christian Watson. Did you see this coming? I mean, it's only four games, and it does not make a career. I understand that. But did we see this? I think that was always a possibility, right? Like he was drafted to be a souped-up version of Marquez Valdez-Scanling. And I think that's what you're getting, right? That's what this has been. He maybe isn't getting your – and I think you even saw it against the Bears this past weekend. Maybe route for route, he's never going to look like Devontae Adams. Like He's not going to be the guy that just wins every single time. But when he does win, it's going to be a play that goes for 20 yards, 30 yards, 40 yards. It's not going to be this you know, seven yards, move the chain guy. It's going to be get him in the open field, get him to you know, create those explosive plays. So definitely what the offense has been missing. Unfortunately, you know, would have been nice to see this. This is what you were hoping for week one. And then obviously injuries kind of sidetracked that, but good to see now two great building blocks with Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson. I think the worries about the receiving court were warranted heading into the year, but the arrows definitely pointed up. I uh, I also look at uh, defensive trenches because they need more help. I mean, don't get me wrong, Devontae Wyatt is starting to show some flashes. T.J. Slayton hasn't shown a whole lot. Jerron Reed's been pretty good. Uh, Dean Lowry is average, but they need another beast or two to really help out Kenny Clark. Is there any out there? There definitely is in this class. And the problem is I don't think they're going to be in the mix to draft one. Uh, this defensive tackle class, there's Brian Brzee from Clemson. There's Jalen Carter from Alabama. Or excuse me, from Georgia. Don't want to make that mistake. And they're probably going to both go in the top seven picks. And so the Packers may not be in the mix for those guys. But then this defensive end class, there's a ton of talent. Uh, Will Anderson from Alabama is obviously going to be – he's going to be a top five pick. We'll make it to them. But I do think guys like Miles Murphy from Clemson, Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech, Nolan Smith from Georgia could all be on the board. And obviously with the Packers history, draft, track record, they invest in D-line uh, early, often. That's a lot of the first-round picks over the past decade and a half. So I, I do think that ultimately, if they are picking somewhere in the top 10 to 12 range, that would be where I'd bet money on them drafting. The uh, the secondary of the Packers, they, they've been lacking a little bit. Stokes did not perform to what they would expect coming into this season last year after having a successful stint uh, in his rookie campaign. Uh, talk about the defensive back class because the Packers could be looking for uh, maybe one or two. I mean, they've done it in years past, obviously, because they've, dra- they've got a lot of draft picks on that defensive, mm-hmm. that defensive unit, but they may still be looking for that as well. Yeah, I mean, you'd hate to see them have to go back to the well with how many picks they've drafted now. What have they got? Three first-rounders in that secondary right now. If it's still not performing up to snuff, maybe it's time to, you know, go out and buy a guy. You know, go, go out and get right. that guy somewhere else. If you, if you have to admit that maybe your draft track record there isn't 
worth a darn. But no, I, I do think it's a position they would like to address, but probably if I had to guess somewhere on date, uh, I think safety class is just okay. I'll say it. There's obviously the strength gets more towards day two, so I'm not going to write it off entirely. But this corner of class is deep through day two, in my opinion. There's not a lot of surefire slam dunk first rounders at the quarterback position, but I think there's about half dozen to ten guys in this corner class that I could see coming off the board in the second and early third round. Um, let me ask you this, because everybody, you guys analyze the hell out of film, and, and when you look at this Packers defense, with all the draft choices they have, the, obviously the free agent pickups, Devondre Campbell, Rasul Douglas, Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary's been a success since he got into the league, and he's grown each and every year. This year, unfortunately, he's out now with a knee injury, but what, in your opinion, just what has gone so horrifically wrong defensively for the Packers? Well, one, I think the expectations were very high. It's compared expectations. I don't think this has been the defense is not why, you know, they're below 500 right now. The defense has kind of been just okay, I'll say, on the whole. It's been kind of an average to slightly above average defense over the course of the season. But I do think, one, it's not necessarily scheming to talent, and two, it's just being thin. Uh, anytime they're bringing on, you know, a, a backup defensive lineman, a backup linebacker, a backup cornerback, you're, you got issues. And so I think that's one of the biggest things is just being so top heavy and so unable to deal with, they're so unable to have a rotation, whether it's all on the defensive line, uh, whether it is guys in secondary, uh, those things that played a massive factor. And then the regression of the safety duo, you know, there was probably two years ago, Adrian Amos, Darnell Savage, that looked like one of the best safety duos in the NFL. And the way this defense is schemed, it's schemed to feature those safeties in coverage. They, they are main players. They have to be versatile. They have to do a lot of wear a lot of different hats. And Darnell Savage and Adrian Amos are having the worst years of their careers, respectively. So that's one of the, been the, one of the most head scratching and weirdest things because, uh, like I said, on on paper it should all work out, but those two guys have really underperformed. Okay, you bring up a very good point. You use the word scheme. Is because there is a, a I mean, Joe Barry's probably one of the most, uh, you know, sought after people to run out of town at this point in this state of Wisconsin. So is this the scheme that is making them bad? Because Savage looks like he forgot how to hit. He used to be a hitter when he came into the league. I love the guy. And now it seems like he avoids contact at almost all costs. And I get it because of a shoulder injury. You don't want to go back to that again. Maybe that has something to do with it. But is it the scheme that is putting these guys not in position to be successful, do you think? I do think for, to a degree, the corners were not put in their best position. Eric Stokes, Jair Alexander, they're speedsters. You, you don't have to play them in off coverage and get worried about them getting beaten deep and w- as much as they have this year. So I, I question it with that. But these safeties, they're just not playing well wholesale. It's not being put in a bad position. They're missing tackles in the open field. They're not making plays that are right there in front of them. Like that, That's just the one that's like, those guys are underperforming. You can't blame that on Joe Barry whatsoever. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. I mean, I wonder how much of this is Joe Barry and how much of it is just guys not performing very well. And, and you know, we see Adrian Amos, a veteran player, he was not a dynamic player with Chicago, but he came in here and really kind of very quietly solidified center field when it came to the Green Bay Packers in the secondary, and, and Savage seemed to flourish with that. Now it seems like is it just the downplay of Adrian Amos that is then taken down with him, Savage, as well? Uh, I, I don't think it's uh, – truthfully, it's, I think they're irrespective of each other. I think Adrian Amos maybe just lost a step. Like, he's missing tackles, which was – he's one of the most, you know, well-respected tacklers in the league at the safety yeah. position over the course of his career. There's just things that aren't 
necessarily what you would have expected. And then Savage, you know, you mentioned the shoulder injury. Like, his play style is different. I don't know what it is, if it's that, if he's trying to protect himself, if he's trying not to get hurt, whatever. But that's no way to play the safety position, trying not to get hurt, because uh, you're just not going to be effective. It's a, a physical position. It's a man's contact. And when you're scared to come in hot and heavy into contact, it, it shows. And that's basically been the biggest issue, one of the biggest issues for him this season. So uh, I'm going to I'm gonna ask you to kind of be the overseer here. If you're the general manager and you've got some areas of concern that you need to circle and bolster come the offseason, give me your top three. That's a great question. One still wide receiver. I think if you're going to win a Super Bowl, you know, as we've seen with this defense right now, it's going to be – be because you had an offense like you had in 2020 and an offense like you had in 2021. You need to be elite at that, uh, you know, on the offensive side of the ball. Offensive line is good enough to do it. Wide receiving core right now is not good enough to do it. If you can bring in a true number one, and obviously they threw away a true number one last offseason, but if you bring in, you know, just if you think about this receiving core, if they just had Devontae Adams with Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson with how much those guys are, you know, a great two and a three in what they bring to the table, that all of a sudden is an offense that a lot of people aren't going to have answers for. So that to me is the biggest thing, how they're going to get that. You know, I, I don't think it's going to be via the draft via trade would be kind of wild to me to see. I don't know. It's going to be difficult to do, but wide receiver core would be number one. Then after that, I just think you have to add depth to this defensive line. That has to be, you, you have the guys, you have the talent in the secondary that could play well. I, I don't think you have that along the defensive line. Like they are kind of capped at what they played this year. If you just add one or two more guys to basically solidify so you can rotate Rashawn Gary off the field so he doesn't have to pay, play as many snaps, rotate Kenny Clark off the field so he's not tired and gassed by the end of games, I think you're going to see a much, much different Packers defense. Great stuff. Mike, appreciate it, man, and we'll talk again soon, okay? For sure, Bill. Thanks for having me on. Have a good one. Thanks so much. There you go. That's Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus, uh, at PFF underscore Mike over on Twitter, at PFF underscore Mike, and uh, I wanted to get his perspective as the Packers because there's a lot of jockeying right now. People want to see the Packers get higher draft choices and want to see the season go by the wayside, but that would also mean then that they're not winning football games. Jordan Love is is not learning how to win. He's putting up numbers, but he's not learning how to be successful, and so there's a lot that goes into this, uh, you know, but um, I, I wanted to get his perspective on this because this is all he does is follow draft and draft analysis and such. And I, I tend to agree. You need a body or two in the trenches. You need another weapon. And I don't think necessarily that you have to go to the draft to get it. I think you can find yourself somebody else in the free agent market. Um, that, uh, somebody of ilk. Now, don't bring in a retread. You know, don't bring in an aging guy who's try- trying to, you know, grasp one more time at a, at a buoy to stay afloat. You know, bring in somebody of ilk and, uh, and, and really solidify that wide receiving core. And I, I just... I, I still think it starts up front, and like he said, I don't know what's happened to Darnell Savage. I, and my my guesstimation, and I've said this before, I don't think he's just all of a sudden become a bad player. I think that there has been this, when he hurt that shoulder, there was a conscious effort not to be as aggressive, which has ultimately given him the muscle memory of a lost step, where you're not tenacious, you're not getting after it you're 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 playing in reaction rather than playing in progression and i i just i I don't know what happened because i really like that cat coming in man when he got here he was he was somebody that would hit and now it's like he just he's late to everything and he's arm tackling and and just doesn't look good 
And I defended him for a while, and I can't anymore, man. When you when you have missed tackles and you're just throwing your arm out just to throw it out, you can't. That's it's indefensible. That's indefensible. Um, I want to talk about one thing when we come back, and this has been something that's you know people have sent me over the last I don't know twenty four hours something like that. Uh, 26 hours since we went on the air yesterday talking about really maybe even going back to the Green and Gold Post Game Show. I want to get into it, but it, it's it's like so what? And I'll tell you what I'm talking about when we come back. Stay tuned. This portion of the Bill Michael Show brought to you by, by our buddy Dwayne. And Dwayne's cover it all the best. Canvas and upholstery supplier. Doesn't matter if it's boat covers, whether it's recovering, reupholstering, or maybe you want to do an awning outside of your business. If you want to refurbish your furniture for your office, your gym, whatever it happens to be, he can do it. Get a hold of our buddy Dwayne, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com. That is Dwayne's, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com, or call him direct, 715-870-2119, 715-870-2119. You will not be disappointed, I'm telling you, 715 715- Eight seven zero twenty one nineteen. More of the Bill Michael Show and a great big so what coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. game tonight maybe you're heading out to the bucks game tomorrow night looking for something to do our friends at stenny's uh second to national walker's point uh, the best wings you're ever going to stick in your grill uh you know people ask me all the time about wings i'm like i don't need a whole lot of wings but stenny's i do uh they're huge they're awesome it's the way they prepare them they're fantastic i mean i'm not a huge hot 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 buffalo guy but i get the mild Uh, And every now and then, the hot and honey, and oh my goodness, uh, you pair it up with their French fries or the Bill Michaels garlic cheese bread, and you've got yourself a whole evening right there. Great stuff. Uh, Award-winning Bloody Marys and just a great atmosphere. They are the cheers of Milwaukee. That is Stenny's. Second and National Walker's Point. And uh, don't forget, they run shuttles to everything, whether it's Bucks games. uh, They do some Badger games. They do uh, Marquette games. Admirals games, uh, they do Packers games, so they got all kinds of good stuff down there. Uh, This has been pretty prevalent, and I wanted to go over this real quick. Uh, Since really the Packers won on Sunday, I've received a few of these, but it's really come in hot and heavy over the last 24 hours. Uh, It says, quit talking about the postseason. The Packers got the win by the skin of their asses, according to Dave. The Bears stink. We all know it. This is a bad football team, so get over it. Blow it up. Move on. Start over. Get rid of the diva Rodgers. Bring in Love. See what he's got. And if he isn't any good, then you need to draft yourself a new quarterback, get some other wide receivers to help a new quarterback, and get rid of David Bakhtiari. He's a broken-down nothing. That is from Dave. And it's harsh. But I wanted to give you that email because... It's not the only one that I've received similar to that. Now, there are other people that say, get rid of Savage, get rid of Amos, get rid of Jair, he's overpaid, you know, blah, blah, blah. Okay, some people that are ridiculous. But 
first of all, you're not going to blow it up. This franchise is not about blowing it up and starting over. You blowing it up. What do you, what do you mean blow it up? It's not like a a baseball team or a basketball team. We just trade away all the talent. That, that's you're not doing that. So you, you're not blowing it up. You got to know what the hell you're talking about before you start saying blow it up. Now, if you're going to say change coaching staff, change you know front office, okay. But you're not going to get Mark Murphy to walk in or the board of directors to walk in and fire everybody and start over. That's ridiculous. So be reasonable. Secondly, they beat the Bears. So what? So if they don't, you know, now if they come back and they they knock off the Rams at home, people are going to say, so what? The Rams are bad. Matthew Stafford's down for the remainder of the season. So what? Right? That's pretty much where people are going to go. Remember, though, the Bears coming into that contest. Now, the two weeks prior weren't great for the Bears. They put up only 10 points against the Jets. And then don't forget, they only they still scored 27 against the Falcons, or 24 against the Falcons. They got beat 27-24, but they still put up 24 points. The week prior to that, they barely lost to the Lions 31-30. And the Lions can score points. We know that. They barely lost to the Dolphins. They went toe-to-toe with the Dolphins. 35-32, they lost to the Dolphins. They, be, they got beat beat up pretty good by the Cowboys. We all know that, 49-29, but still put up 29 points. So my point being is, here in Week 13, the Packers defensively held the Bears to 19 points. For a team that was averaging, you know, short of the game prior, it was averaging about 27, 24, 25 points per game. That's not bad. That's a little progress. And the team didn't quit. The Packers put up 18 points in the fourth quarter. They had missteps along the way. I agree with that. Some of their play calling was absolutely asinine. But you, you you don't go, so what? So you take it. You take it and move on. There is not one team, not one, mind you, apologizing for, for, for winning ugly. Nobody's going to do that. Nobody. So I, I don't know. It's like you expect the, you know, the, the beginning of the season. The Eagles barely beat the Lions. Think about that. They, they, they only beat a Jaguars team by eight, and they were playing at home, the Eagles did. You know, everybody else, they pretty much took care of business. The Packers pretty much gave them the best game with Jordan Love trying to bring them back in the end, 40-33. But are they going to apologize because game one of the season, they barely beat the Lions? No. Because they barely beat the Jaguars? No. They On the road, they won 2017 over a bad Cardinals team. What we've always said is good teams find a way to win. Teams that start together, find a way, come together, find a way to win. I'm not saying the Packers are ready to you know take off and be world beaters. That's not what I'm saying. But you don't apologize because you barely beat a bad team. You take it as we were a better team. We made more plays than they did. We, fi- you know, sometimes it's the intestinal fortitude of figuring out how to win, and figuring out how to win again. But you don't, you don't back and apologize, Dave, because the Packers got to win by the quote skin of their asses. You just, you, you don't apologize for it. So I, I don't know. I, I received a lot of those, and it, it's. 
it was the same thing, you know, even even last year when they were the number one overall seed and they would they would get by. And I would, you know, the argument always was, look, teams that are good teams figure out ways to win. That's what you do. You're not going to be perfect every week. Doesn't happen. There are letdowns. There's certain games you look past. There's there's certain things that are emotional. You can't be on the same high, the same level all season long. It's just it's it's impossible. So you don't apologize for it. You, you say, we got to win, and you move on. Uh, ben, am I wrong in this uh, particular phase? You're sitting there with your Philadelphia Eagles at 10-1 uh, and one on the season. Do you say, oh, my God, they barely beat the Lions. This team sucks? Well, the Lions are good, first of all. At least kind of, right? They, they've won, kind what, of, four yeah, straight? Kind of. I, well, but they've also been able to score. Yes, I, I agree with your general point. It's hard to win in this league, and that's an old saying that is thrown around probably too mm-hmm. loosely. But, yeah, any win's a win. I guess there is the point of view when it comes to take the Vikings, for instance. They're underdogs against the Lions this weekend, and they're 10-2, and two, but they're like 9-0 and oh in one-possession games where you can ask if it's sustainable, and you can ask if they're truly as good as their record, but it isn't taking away from the fact that they are a really good team. We're more right. debating going forward, okay, are, are they actually going to go and make a run? Because some of what we've seen is slightly fluky. You go back to last year, they were fluky in the bad direction where they could mm-hmm. not win one possession games. So it all circles around, yes, the result's the result. You could try to nitpick to look forward. But I I would do the same thing, frankly, with the Packers against the Bears. Like I'm still concerned about the defense. The offense is still largely inconsistent. But mm-hmm. they won the game, and that's all that matters. That's all that matters. I completely agree with you. And, and and put it this way, for all the things you just mentioned, still have concerns about the defense, and the offense is inconsistent, and they still won the game, they still made plays when they needed to, and they still solidified that win. And, it, you know, again, the Bears can score. So I, I'm 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 not poo-pooing this by any stretch of the imagination. So awesome. anyway, I, I just wanted to address that because I got quite a few emails and tweets and such that wanted to say that, and it's like, who cares? I will also note that Justin Fields is like 0 for 5 in game-winning drives in the fourth quarter. There you go. Speaking of someone who has not learned how to win. Okay, there you go. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Coming up after the bottom of the hour, we're going to get into the power rankings. Give you our thoughts when it comes to the power rankings for the National Football League. See how much the Packers came up. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Sloppy Joe's and Smoke on the Water. If you're looking for a good, authentic Wisconsin bar, that's Sloppy Joe's on Hubertus in Hubertus. If you're looking for a little lake country, go out to Okachi on Wisconsin Avenue out there, and that is Smoke on the Water. They've got good smoked briskets and barbecues and such, and they've got that new chef, uh, the guy that's been around a long time, but now he's out at Smoke on the Water, Jerry Garcia. Go out and say hi to him. He keeps coming up with these amazing dishes and amazing look looking dishes the downstairs is now done it's a big giant music hall down there they've got great music and entertainment great stuff going on in both places sloppy joe's and smoke in the water and joe and ellen hennis fantastic people keep supporting local covering wisconsin sports like a blanket this is the bill michael show on the wisconsin sports zone radio network
Welcome back to the program. You can still catch all the uh, the World Cup action. Our friends over at the Social House, big uh, big ten up and the expansion on the place, and they've had great crowds. But uh, they are also the home, Dan Dell and the staff, of the Cheese Curd Burger, the original Cheese Curd Burger. There you go. Stop in uh, for a really good Bloody Mary uh, beverage. Uh, just check out some of the games, but also don't forget the Cheese Curd Burger over there. That is something special. And on Sunday mornings, you get a cocktail. Maybe get a Bloody Mary. Free pancakes. <laughs> Nothing better than free. Oh, my goodness. Uh, the Cowboys owner and general manager, Jerry Jones, said today that uh, no timeline has been uh, added uh, for the, regarding the decision to add Odell Beckham Jr. to the roster. No timeline. Uh, do you get the sense that if Jerry doesn't say, if Jerry doesn't come out and go, you know what, we're going to pursue, we're going to pursue him, he's going to eat some brisket with us, and uh, we, we really like to have him in the fold, that, that you know Jerry's got his sights set on him, but Jerry's saying there's no timeline, that it means either they're really far apart or maybe he's not as, uh, as geeked up about signing Odell Beckham Jr. Because Jerry, us- usually he doesn't play too coy, you know? He hasn't played too close to the best in those particular cases, but it is what it is. Hey, by the way, yesterday, Kirstie Alley died. I saw that uh, this morning. I didn't even see that cross a lot of my uh, Twitter feeds and such yesterday. I completely missed it. Kirstie Alley, more so known for uh, playing on Cheers, playing Rebecca Howe on Cheers, but uh, had uh, some physical issues later in her life, uh, had been battling different things, um, but, uh, yeah, died yesterday. Couldn't, I, man, felt bad about that. Used to, I was just, it was funny. I was just watching a, an old episode of Cheers the other day and uh, that she was on. So, Kirstie Alley passing away. Didn't see that coming. 877 867 1670. James says, Unit, I couldn't agree more. People that say, so what? You beat the Bears. It means a lot. It's part of the rivalry, it's part of taking over the top spot. All time wins as a franchise. Yes, it was a big win yesterday. Uh, I appreciate the fact that people don't think that the Bears are a very good football team, but who really cares? I agree with you. I'm telling people, who cares? Gotcha. There you go. All right, time now for our power rankings. Let's do this. Ben, do we have music for this, or we just kind of roll through this? I'll get some music. Okay. If you got something, let's fire it up there. Because I'll say this. Let's let's put a whole pot together, shall we? Just this, this, there's this whole stewing pot of five teams, six teams. And the pot goes like this. You can throw in the Rams, the Bears, the Texans, the Broncos, the Panthers, the Colts. And it's the it's just a pot of crap. It's if you served it up, any one of them in particularly wouldn't be good, but if you served up the pot of the Rams and the Panthers and the, the Bears and the Broncos and the Colts and the Texans, it would it the, whatever that stew is, it would taste Awful, right? Terrible. So they're all bad. That's down at the bottom. Uh, you want to go with the 26th ranked team? I, I think the Cardinals are on the verge of that. I think they stink. They're only 4-8, and eight, but I, I think they stink on ice. They, they got, they're coming off their bye week. Cliff Kingsbury, he's done at the end of the season. That thing's pretty much over with. The Jaguars, uh, they got drilled by the Lions. They are now 4-8. and eight. They got blown out. I was surprised by that. Uh, the the Saints sitting at number twenty four, they look pretty good against the Buccaneers. But uh, ultimately, it was Tom Terrific who gets them. Uh, the playoff chances for the Falcons sitting at number twenty three, 
slipping away. I do like the Moxie at number 22. I, I still, I, I just, I love the Steelers. I, I love Mike Tomlin. You know, I just I just do. If they had a quarterback, anybody of ilk, maybe they're a better team, but uh, the, the, they're sitting there at number 22. The Raiders have won three straight. They're giving themselves a chance at this point to maybe make the playoffs. Um, I don't see it happening, but I, I've got them sitting at number 21 on the season. Uh, the Browns at number 20. Deshaun Watson, rusty, but they get a win, but who cares? Uh, they're the Browns. It is what it is. Number 19, the Green Bay Packers bouncing up a few spaces today. Rodgers getting the Bears, owning the Bears. Same old, same old. There you go. Uh, Then you got the Lions sitting at number 18 on the season. I don't know who the Lions are. They they look really good. Then they'll get, then then they'll hard fought, lost, then they'll look good. So I got them, I got them ascending, sitting at number 18. Patriots, number 17. Mac Jones. Uh, looks bad. Uh, I don't know what to make of him. I thought he would be better, but they're sitting even at 6-6. Six and six. Also getting a win last night at number 16, sitting at 6-6. Six and six. The last second touchdown drive to beat the Saints. Tom Brady moves up a couple of spaces. Then you got number 15. Um, they rallied against the Vikings, but it was all for naught. Uh, the Jets sitting at number 15. The Chargers at number 14. The Titans... Um, they just look really weird and they didn't do much against the Eagles. And so I got the, the giants right now sitting at, at number, number 13, uh, or the, the Titans, I should say the giants just above them by the commanders. Then we get into the top 10. Now the top 10 to me is kind of herky jerky. Um, Lamar Jackson with the injury they're they're at number 10. Uh, I don't they're eight and four, but they're they're kind of dropping a little bit. I like what the Seahawks did. They came from behind. They got the win. They go to number nine. Yeah, I, I don't know what to make without Jimmy Garoppolo. What that what's going to happen? They're eight and four. You know, Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. I don't know if he can do it back to back weeks. They're not going to get Baker Mayfield. I'm going to say the 49ers sitting at number eight. Tua and the Dolphins. The offense struggled against the 49ers, but uh, they got some injuries. Uh, now they got a big game coming up against the Chargers. Justin Herbert as well. I'm going to have them sitting at number seven. Uh, and then the top five is kind of a jumble. But at number six, at nine and three, I have the Kansas City Chiefs. They just cannot beat Joe Burrow. They can't beat Joe Burrow. They they sit at number six for me. Cincinnati at number five. They keep winning. Four straight wins, showing they can beat the best uh, in the uh, in the AFC. And that was with P. Ryan, who having an outstanding game, and they don't have Joe Mixon. Mixon's been down. But they get uh, Jamar Chase back. They're sitting at number five. <coughs> Excuse me. Number four. I hate to say it, but I give it up for the Minnesota Vikings. Ten and two on the season. Ten and two on the season. Give it up for the Vikings. Number four. Number three. You got a jumble now. Number three. They would have the top seed in the AFC if the playoffs started today. Uh, but I still want to see them put it all back on track and look better. I've got the Buffalo Bills, and that leaves two NFC East teams yet to be mentioned. At number two. Can you believe I'm going to say this? 
Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys. They got off to a slow start against the Colts, but oh my goodness. They uh, they got it going. And if they had OBJ, oof. Oof. I still think their Achilles heel is Dak Prescott. He looks really, really good, and then he doesn't. He's got to be more consistent. And then at number one, they just keep on winning. Just keep on winning. Doesn't matter. Jalen Hurts continues to move up in the MVP discussion, too. Offense, solid. Run defense, better. They held uh, Derrick Henry to, what, 80 yards, I think, on the day? Yeah. 30. They, 30 yards. 30 yards. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I shorted him by 50. Oh, holy mackerel. And Dominic and Sue could have stomped on my leg for that. So I've got uh, the Eagles hanging on at number one. 11-1, and one, and it's not even close. Cheers. There you go. That is the uh, power rankings via the NFL for the Bill Michaels show. Do you disagree with anything? Is there anything there that made you go, what the hell? I have one general quip, and it's not necessarily with you. It's with the general NFL media. I I don't understand this whole Cowboys thing. Like, they get a couple blowout wins, and the Colts game was close until it wasn't. Matt Ryan threw the game away. Like three right. picks, there was a fumble six. They run away with the game. Fine. They're they're playing well. Whatever. And and everyone rushes to all the talk shows and all the NFL live shows. And ESPN starts these analytics saying the Cowboys have like a a forty percent chance to make the Super Bowl. I I just don't get it. They're not Remember gonna be the when they compared Dak Prescott to Tim Tebow just a few weeks ago? Yes. You know, I I understand that. I I just give it to them because they keep winning. They keep figuring out ways to win. Yeah, I have a baked-in bias that I know the Cowboys will choke in the playoffs, so I don't think any of this really matters, right? Like, what, my entire lifetime, even when they've had really good teams and gotten to the playoffs, they've found ways to lose. So I'm banking on that being the case again. And then, like, yeah, they're they're dump-trucking some bad teams but I think what we saw with the Packers against them could be repeatable. Like, mm-hmm. Dak Prescott can throw the game away, and then you just need sure. to oh, hold your own on offense. Absolutely. I, I would not doubt that whatsoever. So let me ask you this then, okay? So if you look at this, the, the, the power rankings, would you put, let's okay, would you put Buffalo ahead of them? Yes, easily. Okay. So, okay, so Buffalo would then be number two. Cowboys, I would move down to number three. Would you put Kansas City ahead of them? Yes. Even after Kansas City has not been able to beat Cincinnati? I mean, they have the quarterback, they have the head coach. Okay. And I'll trust them. Even so though the AFC is much tougher. What about, what about Cincinnati or Minnesota? Neither. I, I would put the Cowboys ahead of those two. Okay, so you would say Cowboys then would go to, say, number four. Because I had uh, Cincinnati number five, so uh, you would move the Chiefs up ahead of them. So you would go, your top three would be then Eagles, Bills, Chiefs, Cowboys. I might put the Niners Minnesota ahead of the Cowboys, too. I don't care who's that quarterback. So? Without Jimmy Garoppolo, okay. I don't Their know. defense certainly can get it. And that would be, you know what? The four, Don't sleep on the 49ers getting a win if they have to travel to Dallas. Because the defense can can shut them down. They can they can force Dak Prescott into some bad decisions, and it, at the very least, keep the game close. Plus, that that shanty, that shanty system can work with anybody. Yeah, right. <laughs> Except um, for Aaron Rodgers, excuse right. me. Right. Yeah. No, I I completely get it because he'll want to you know go into shotgun. He, he'll want to do his own thing. It's all shotgun all the time. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, I couldn't disagree with that. But I'll give uh, I'll give them a little bit of a little bit of benefit of the doubt. But I guarantee the top five, the top ten, will shuffle quite a bit over the next few weeks, without a doubt. Uh, we're woefully late for a break. Let's get to it. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by friends over there at New Mail Medical, treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin. 414-455-4451, success rate. They can help you out with your weight loss as well. They have the all-in-one weight loss program. And if you're moody, if you're sluggish, if you've just got that mental fog, they can help you out. That could be low T. Any one of those things, they can just, all you got to do is give them a call. 414-455-4451. Stop in. It only takes about 10 minutes. Get your numbers checked. You're good to go, and they can help. But you can't do anything if you don't call. 414-455-4451. That's the New Mail Medical Center. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers have their bye week. No game this weekend. I asked tight end Robert Tunyon, who still gets treatments after suffering a torn ACL last year, how he feels about finally getting some time off. Good. I'm just going to go, just, you know, stay in shape, stay healthy, uh, just work on some things uh, with physical therapy and stuff like that to keep my, you know, my body going and my, you know, knee going. So I'm just excited to kind of just keep on working. And then we got, what, four more games we went out and see where life takes us the packers are now five and eight after beating the bears green bay's next game is against the rams here at lambeau field on monday night december 19th the rams have gone from super bowl champions to three and nine they host the raiders this week on thursday night football now the packers david bakhtiari did not play against the bears that's because he had an emergency appendectomy on friday matt lafleur asked if he knew yet how long the left tackle will be out you know i do not um, we'll see how he feels when we come back from the bye and see where he's at. But uh, from what I've been told, it could be it could be a while. So we'll see where he's at. Packers GM Brian Goodikins. It backed him through a tough stretch here, right? You know, I mean, he, he actually, you know, as, as he got through the beginning of the season, he went through a stretch of games. That Thursday night game coming off a of Sunday night, you know, Sunday game and um, where I thought he played really, really well, and, and and it was holding up really well. And obviously, the, you know, just snake bit with the appendectomy and, and what he's going through right now. You know, um, again, he's playing at a really, really high level for us. That's Brian Goodikins in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michael Show. people that we work with that's called the water doctors in waukesha the Connecticut water softening system is fantastic and if you want to get a hold of my buddy john over there 262-549-7733 262-549-7733 or go to h2 the letter o doctors.com h2o doctors.com some mlb free agency the trades the grades all that kind of stuff uh, maybe aaron judge signs today we will wait and see all kinds of good stuff. Mariners trading Jesse Winker to the Brewers for Colton Wong. By the way, the Brewers graded out less than the Mariners did in that trade. We'll talk about that. Got more Packers chatter coming up. Stay tuned. Another hour of the Bill Michaels Show. It's coming. It's coming right after this. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.